What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Hello, Paul. Yes, Joe. I... I saw a, a live performance last night that made me realize that I have wasted any time I've ever spent learning how to play an instrument. I want to know what the best live performance you've ever seen was. Not the loudest. We know that was Journey, which is still hilarious to me. What is the best live live, performance. Mu- live music performance you've ever seen? Oh, music performance. Because I was, te- was going to te- say the, the German girl with the egg in her, in, her, in her crotch. Oh, my God. I thought it was teeth. It was she, teeth. She brought her, brushed her I teeth. I think she may have launched some eggs or ping pong balls. Oh out my too. god! <laughs> and then she busts out the vagina dentata, and you're like, "Well, this is very Freudian. I got to get out of here." It's. Uh, I like the it's irony. Very impressionable. I like the yeah, apparently because you were like 17 or something like that. I was think I was younger than that. For oh that shit! One. Any, uh, anyway, anyway, I, I got to think about best this. Live best live music performance. Because you're a live music guy. You're like me. You love live music. Where I was just blown away. I got. I, I'm going to give you an answer. Were you wa- okay? I, you, I'm not going to say Pink Floyd because that's to be expected. The way that they and Roger do Waters shit. does an incredible job. Blah blah right, blah. Yeah, but it's like that. saying Snap-on tools or quality craftsmen used to be good. Roger Waters does sure. a good job. We get it. Sure. The Germans are efficient. Roger Waters is good. Put him right. in the fucking just age him in the cellar because that's what he's doing. Speaking of German efficiency, you, you know that they have actually there's like a little shelf. That you poop into? Yes, we talked about this about five years ago on the podcast. One of the first episodes, we talked about the poop shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Poop and shelf. The the poop and shelfing, which I'm pretty sure that joke. Now we're recycling jokes. That's five years. It's five years ago, though. Screw it. Okay. Okay. All right. So hold on a minute. Live music performance you've ever seen. Mm. Where you just walked away, almost scratching your head and just like, holy shit. Okay, I I I'm not gonna, I don't know which piece this was, and you're gonna go, oh, that I can't really share that with you. Like, oh, I'm familiar with that group or this or that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go away from rock and roll entirely, um, and um, it's gonna be more of the classical type. It's gonna be either because I saw Luciano Pavarotti. Oh wow, you know I didn't so, know that. Okay, yeah, that's uh, iconic. Yeah, so there's that. Like in his prime or like later on? It was in his prime. It was going to be 19, call it 80. Oh, okay. oh shit. Probably Definitely 80. in his prime. Yeah. That was before he had a heart attack. <laughs> yes. Before he had nine heart attacks. Um. Oh, my God. All right, God. so Pavarotti's up there. Right, right. so it's one because that was a live thing. It's like this is it's hard to believe. And then I'm, I'm pussing out because this is not a good answer, but – I, I've seen numerous live performances of the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra uh-huh. with certain um, uh, uh, um, uh, guest musicians that would come through or, or guest, uh, uh, god damn, conductors yeah. and that kind of stuff. And my father said, you ought to go check this guy. It's awesome. And so I was I was in high school then and just the first couple years of college. But I, was doing, I didn't do it all the time, but that was because it's really – I'm sure you've seen a, 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 an orchestra or a symphony many times live. And it's, it's if people that haven't done it yet in person – It's incredible. It is hard to explain, especially if you go to goosebumps now, like an actual like concert hall or yeah. a band shell, and it's not there. Nobody's mic'd up, right? And it's just natural instruments. It's it's mind boggling. Right. And and you said, uh, in fact, we brought this up during uh, before you went on there. You said there are two. You said there's two symphonies or two orchestra, whatever, in Vegas. Is that right? Yeah, there's a Vegas. Uh, what is it, the Ve- uh, Las Vegas Pops? Okay, and then there's the Las Vegas Symphony Orchestra. Right, and there's a handful of chamber. 
groups as well. And what's the really nice newer ish uh, theater? Not theater, but the uh, amphitheater or something. There's a some. What the fuck is this thing called? I, it's it, a, a art something art center. Yeah, or with something, a nutcracker like for the arts. Ford yeah. Fords or something like that. Ford Theater. No, Wait, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Bang, uh, bang. It's not I what I mean. I guarantee you the Ford Theater is probably in North Las Vegas. It was well, only one shot, though, wasn't it? Because of the crime. Just boom. It was one it was it was single boom, shot. Boom. Just one shot. It's one slug One shot, head. one kill. John Wilkes Booth definitely watched the seminal Tom Berenger classic, <laughs> Sniper. One shot, one kill. Oh, my God. Okay, so no, it's something like it's a person's name, and that's the... Yeah. It's the and that's where they play the Nutcracker, or that's where they perform the Nutcracker. And year, Neil deGrasse Tyson went up there yeah, and he was giving yeah, a lecture. Yeah. I have, I can't remember the name. I've of it. never yeah. been to that place. Have you? Me, neither have I. I feel like a shitbag bald sucker. Wow. I'm serious. I used. We've talked about this too. We had a long conversation before we turned on the mics. That's correct. And I used to do a lot of the, more of that shit in Atlanta. And this, 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 this. But now it's time to wake the fuck up and go do some of this shit. Okay. Can we talk about a band that people have heard? Gotcha. Um, or heard of? Didn't you see Nugent? Yes. I've heard he was fucking incredible live. Or Se- is several times when I was sixteen years old, yeah. seventeen, that kind of thing. Oh, just same. I mean, as his Ru- Rush was amazing. Rush was absolutely amazing to see live. Yeah, back in the late did, the mid eighties, like kind of walk shit. out of the Rush, uh, like concert, going, God damn! I didn't realize they could be that good. Yeah, because each one of those musicians yeah. is a fucking. Mega and accomplished. Only, and there are only three of them. Three, yes. And that's why I w- people give me shit for it. But like one of the best, probably the best live touring band on earth right now that can fill fucking stadiums and make it feel like a club is uh, Coldplay, right? Because it's three of them, and all three guys are multi instrumentalists, and they create all that sound with three people. They, they, I don't think they use touring musicians to fill out their band. Hell, even the Black Keys does that, right? So, uh, but I, yeah, right. I can. I, so I saw you, a cheap trick at the Fox Theater, which only holds a couple thousand seats. No shit. Yeah, this is uh, also late, early eighties. Yeah, I bet 80, that was one. The cheap trick is I've heard is fucking incredible. Oh, that's a, yeah, so. I'm, it's hard for me to pick like the like you're saying, blown away by their musician. Okay, ship kind of thing. Do you remember my reaction to going and seeing the movie Interstellar? Yes. When I I was silent for about 10, 15 minutes after we left the theater because it was just like trying yeah, you, to digest you, you that are, movie. Yes, that's what you're looking it for. It affected me. Right. That's how I walked out of the show that I went to last night. There you go. And I'm that's what I was looking for is like if you've ever had that kind of And and while we're talking about this, I if something may come to my mind, go, "Oh my god, I forgot I saw this or that kind of thing." Yeah. But yeah, you were blown away by this. So uh, so I just on a whim Got hit up by a friend of mine. Hey, I've got two tickets. Boyfriend can't go. Would you like to go with me? I don't want to go alone. I'm like, I would love to go. Let me work this out. And then just y- literally yesterday afternoon, uh, she's like, hey, you, uh, what do you think? You want to go? I'm like, done. Let's do it. I'm off work by like 3 o'clock. She's like, I don't get off work till 4. Let's leave around 5. 4.45, we left. Show up to the Brooklyn Bowl, which is an excellent venue. If anybody out there is like questioning whether or not you want to go see a show there, fucking go. This is like the fourth or fifth show I've seen there, and it's great. It's mainly music stuff there. Do you like any small plays and shit too there? No, 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 not that kind. I I don't think they do any plays or anything like that. They do just music. Yeah, they do music, but they also do like movie nights. Like there's uh, Empire Records. Do you remember that movie? Yes. My yeah. name's not fucking Warren. Like the Empire, yeah. they're about the record store. They're trying to save the record store. They they're playing that like next weekend or something like that. Kind of cool. And you show up and there's like there's three there's f- three bars inside the venue and just barely outside of the the venue, uh, but still under like under this in the same building, is a uh, is another bar that has like appetizers and whatnot. So, what so like should, it's a nice little place to go and hang out. Which is what we should we should go like at least like one at least once a month. 
find a and restaurant to go that we haven't been and to. And go and do something. And do the restaurant thing and yes. then go to some kind of sh- – could be a small show. Yes. It could be a comedian. Yes. Go, oh. go to some place and see that, a – That same area that I went to on the pro- – it's a promenade. It's a, you know, it okay. used to be a fucking service alleyway, and then they turned it into a pretty awesome place in between the link – and uh, the flamingo it's near the high roller. There's a yeah. It, it is the, high, the that's the high rollers at the the the. So if the high roller is the uh, the Washington Monument, <laughs> okay. The National Mall and the reflecting pool. That's the entire promenade. <laughs> okay. If that makes sense, sure. like that's it's kind of a long it, thing. Yes, yes. Got it. Okay. So uh, they do Jimmy Kimmel's uh, comedy club is right there. It was oh. right there on the promenade. I, I forgot that that was there. I saw that uh, last night. So anyway, for do those you of you that are would... wondering, I will divulge who I saw. I saw Thundercat, uh, which is the stage name of a gentleman who's been... I knew that he had been involved in a lot of shit. I first heard of him about seven years ago when Kendrick Lamar's amazing fucking album came out, uh, mm-hmm. To Pimp a Butterfly, which is just outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he worked on that and did a bunch of the bass beats and some of the singing and all that stuff. This guy plays bass... He plays bass as good, if not better, than Jimmy Page plays guitar and in his prime. Yeah, he's and got he plays a, a six-string uh, bass. Six, you pointed that out, and then, and then I was, we were talking about this, and you said, hey, put this on uh, YouTube, let's watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, his, uh, his uh, fretwork is like a regular guitar, like really pretty quick, but he's, he's picking really cool. He, All these six strings, every one of his fingers is that work. He's an exclusive finger picker, and he does some slap bass on his more funky stuff, but this yeah. guy's... Repertoire in like there's just his body of work. What he played last night ranged from free form eight to ten minute long jazz jams, and he's got a backing uh, or he's got a uh, there's only three people in the band. It's the, the Thundercat, and then he's got a drummer who's a fucking incredible jazz drummer. I'm sure Curtis probably has met the guy or something or knows who he is, but he's fucking out. Just I was watching him play and like trying to follow along. I'm like, what the fuck. And then a, a keyboard player. So oh, it's just the three I, of them. I think your mic may be doing something weird again. Mine? Well, you c- kind of jam it up in the... What's wrong with my mic? Well, I, it, is it, it, it started to make weird noises. I th- is I'm it? Just... Okay, keep Maybe going. it's your hip. <laughs> <laughs> is it that is. that squeaking sound? It has been raining a lot, hasn't it? So I... <laughs> You got that trick hip? <laughs> right. No, I, I actually don't. But go uh, ahead. Anyway. Um, yeah, yes, he he's... Oh, my God. The Thundercat, like, he ranges for anywhere from... Um, old like late 60s into the 70s funk to some really amazing r&b slow ballads where he's playing the bass like it would be a fucking acoustic guitar yeah uh he covered a song by the pointer sisters and i'm just like what this is so goddamn good and i you know i knew who the guy was i listened to some of his music but honestly i couldn't name a single song of his until i saw him play last night and I, there were multiple moments where I'm like, whoa, but what you, the but fuck? You couldn't name a song, but you knew of him. I obviously. knew of him, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. I knew that he was up and, not up and coming, he was finally like one of those session musicians who also toured all the time mm-hmm. and is friends with everybody. Because he seems like a genuinely nice guy. What's really funny about this guy is that he's obsessed with anime mm-hmm. and comic books. He also had a bit role, like a very quick like cameo in uh, the most recent Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which is hilarious because I haven't seen it yet. And he brought that up on stage. He's like, look, man, 
having a uh, a gold record that's great touring and playing for all you guys that's amazing but i was in a fucking star wars tv show and people the crowd goes fucking nuts he's <laughs> like i could have died that night and been perfectly fucking happy with my life so it's kind of cool he's a he's yeah. a he's a he's just like a, in in the 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 cross section because of his musicianship musicianship is so high level the the crowd last night was very strange it was a very it was a the most diverse crowd I've seen outside of uh, AFI concert, which those of you who heard me talk about AFI is a good East Bay punk rock hardcore band that's yeah. been around for thir- coming up on 30 years probably. And because they're kind of, they were always wearing like dark clothing like the metalheads and the goth kids, but they also were punk rockers and they also did this and they did that and they were friends with the rockabilly and psychobilly crowd and all that. You go to one of their shows and you'll see anyone from 10-year-old kid who's just like trying to figure out what kind of music he likes to listen to mm-hmm. to 55 year old dudes who have been listening to them since quote unquote back in the day and like having right. to pop an ibuprofen and wear their combat boots to go to the concert like right. me right and that's what i saw last night at that show because I'm, I'm pretty sure there were multiple guys that i looked at and i'm like that guy's a music theory professor well probably. what i was gonna say is he, he I, I had never i've heard the name and that's it and then yeah. we, we saw him and i'm watching him and the first one you go ah we got to find another video so he did and all that's it, that's it. i was thought to myself he's kind of a he's a musician's musician very much so what he kind of that's what i got the feeling he, and and that's the kind of people that you go uh, and i would the best the, the only person working today now well, there's a handful of people that are on that level that i know of now i'm not going to be the one to say that i know everything about music but i know a fair amount is victor wooten who i've seen live a couple times and mm-hmm. he is incredible Thundercat is every bit as good, if not fucking better, because he's doing you all even crazier shit. Uh, Stanley Clark is another one, right? Uh, and uh, but also like, and I told you this earlier today, and I was thinking about this last night. The only other bassist I've ever seen that is as technical as as that guy, uh, Thundercat, mm-hmm. is uh, Les Claypool from yeah. Primus. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm like, he was just doing things with the bass guitar that I didn't know were possible, and I just thought it was fucking incredible. So and that, I, that's probably it's in the top three for me of live performances I've ever seen. I, I would say if I could see him when you started talking about that, I thought, God, you know what? I've been wanting to. See. We talked about this a while back, and then and then we looked it up, and like, lo and behold, he lives in fucking Sedona, Stanley Jordan. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool if we could figure that out to see him at some place to show up. And like, didn't you say he played in Cottonwood at some? He showed up somewhere. Yeah, so we the last time we talked about it on the podcast, <clears> I looked up I'm like, holy shit, he's playing at the. Uh, some wine tasting room, like tasting just, room in Cottonwood, kind of just showed up, and they yeah. Who's not gonna let Stanley Jordan play? Yeah, right. Shows somebody up. who doesn't know who he is, right? And he wasn't that. He wasn't. He was kind of popular for a, a while, but he's still awesome. And I, I'm not taking away your thunder, but I'm saying he's kind of a. He did things with the guitar too that really weren't that popular yes. then as well. He. Yeah, he kind of broke new ground, I think. And yeah, that kind of thing. That's the, how this. That's how Thundercat is. So and it, it's. Yeah. Wow, and he has uh, he has industry cred. Like, there's a ton of people that he just jams with. Like, one of the things I was kind of looking forward to last night, I was kind of hoping this would happen. Uh, and oh, uh, Portia, this one's for you because I need to redeem myself from the podcast from a few weeks ago. Uh, one of the drummers that he that Thundercat will take on tour with him is a is a he's a rapper and R and B rapper, whatever he blurs the line is Anderson Pack. Mm-hmm. Anderson Pack is 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 amazing on his own right, but he's a, a a gifted drummer. Well, Anderson Pack looks very similar to the drummer that the guy had last night, right? Uh, yeah. And some guy leaned in and asked me, he goes, "Hey, is that Anderson Pack?" And I'm like, "Nah, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's not him." Besides, I'm pretty sure he's playing across town tonight. Anderson Pack 
and Bruno Mars are in a, a Bruno Mars is the name of the guy that I couldn't remember a few weeks ago and I was like Porsche's gonna be screaming in her fucking car oh that was who you were I couldn't think of? think of Bruno Mars's fucking name oh shit Okay. So, uh, yeah, those two are in a, a side project together that has had a residency in Vegas for a little bit. And, uh, no kidding. Yeah, okay. called Sonic something Sonic. Supersonic? Nope. Ultrasonic? Sonic Death Monkey? Not Sonic Death Monkey. Sonic drive through Sonic drive through <laughs> Supersonic. No, anyway, <laughs> Silk Sonic. It's called Silk Sonic. Okay. And it's really good. Finally ran into it. Okay. But I was like, man, I wonder if Anderson Pax would be playing drums. I would fucking love that because then he'll get up and, and then he would actually rap with, along with it. But anyway... This guy has so much cred that there's, like, Dr. Dre's had him do beats and things like that. And, like, this guy is fucking doing what he's supposed to be doing, which is a phrase I, right. I borrowed from you. Right. And I was fucking blown away. And I I would put him up against any living basis right now. Right. He's that fucking technical. That's what I would like to – when I think – when you talk about this kind of stuff, and it wasn't – It's how big is the venue there? Uh, Probably – Fifteen to eighteen hundred, right? So it's, it's called eighteen hundred with the balcony. You said, and you said it wasn't full, so it's kind of a nice size. Yeah, it wasn't. It was <clears> close. <throat> it was probably ninety percent. Like it was close oh, to okay. sold out. It wasn't completely full. Right. So, this makes me think of the kind of stuff that I would like to do. Um, I mean, big concerts are great to see some of the big, the big names like you're talking about, you know, Coldplay or like right. Floyd. We mentioned them before that kind of stuff. But I would like to find, and I'm sure they're there. Right? There's plenty of places in vegas that are smaller venues you can see some pretty good talent absolutely that may not even be that well known but it's like this fucking guy or well, this woman is fucking awesome do you want to go uh next month to the brooklyn bowl the venue i was at last sure. night and, okay cool we'll go see hansen okay hansen's playing there i would pay money to go see hansen i would admit I, w- I never expected to go see hansen but i will go see i hansen. i would do that just because it's probably gonna sell out maybe right? i would think so i would hope right. so right uh Mostly because I know that those guys, like as as annoying as their one hit was, which we don't want to talk about it because it'll just it'll just <laughs> upset people. Um, they're aside from the poppy, you know, bubblegum stuff that was way overplayed in the summer of '97. I'm gonna buy merch. I want you to have a Hanson sticker on your plane. <laughs> Air Hanson. I'll do that. Like I'll, hey, it'll be Hanson, then I'll just write. Air in front of it. Air Hansen. And then we'll start making posts. I, but no, uh, those guys are, they're great musicians and their harmonies are tight. Like they're, 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 because they're brothers who grew up together, like the Jonas Brothers. Right. Like they're, they're just, they're just incredible. Probably just beat the shit out of each other behind stage because they're the goddamn it. Probably. Or, or they're too busy counting their money. They're beating each other with sacks of fucking hundred dollar (laughs) bills is what it is. Bam. Like pillow fights. No, it's going to be bags of money. Definitely bags of money. (laughs) <laughs> Those guys have a brewery in Texas. Uh, really? That, yeah, they are. I don't know if they have. I think they own the brewery. I know they at least have a beer. They're one of the first celebrities that it's ever have a craft <laughs> beer. It's called Mm Hops. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> and I would drink the shit out of it just because. Oh my god! Like, I uh, I can separate the artist from what the media did to their to their reputation because those guys are solid musicians. They wrote all their songs. Right. Um. It, it's just so fucking funny to me, but anyway. But he, uh, I. But the, Hanson's playing there. There's a back to what your your original question. There is live music that you and I would enjoy seven nights a week in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. There's and, and there's again, not a great big place where you got to stand in line forever. It's just like you just kind of you kind of kind of just work your way in and get a seat somewhere. Yep. And they're already playing. Yep. Whoever the fuck it is. Exactly. Yeah, that's the kind of place I want. And I was told you the. Uh, this reminds me of having conversations. Look at the volcano. I'm sorry. Look at the 
Paul's no, got the TV on no, again. Look, it's it's a. It looks like it's grease somewhere, and that was a. You saw the. It was a. It was probably uh, just smoke coming out. It could have been Vesuvius, because I think that was Greece. I don't think Vesuvius is active. It's in still. Italy, actually. Excuse me, not in Greece. There we Thank go. That's oh in my Pompeii. God. People are, yeah. Well, anyway, was that the Sicilian volcano? What the fuck is that? No, that's not the Sicilian. The Vesuvius is. It's a Mount Badadadada. <laughs> but what I was going to say Mount is, this, I, I've told you about this at the place called uh, Darwin's. That it was the Darwin's Blues Club. It's in, a little uh, tiny place. Yeah, yeah. And the and the Mudcat. Remember you talk? You, you heard me talk about Mud Mudcat. That's the name of the guy's band. But he would go there. Not, not Julia, who's known as Dirt Cat. <laughs> no, Mudcat. Yeah, Mudcat. And uh, but he has a, his band is called Mudcat. Mudcat as well. You know, not band's called Mudcat. But he's he's also known as Mudcat. That's right. what he goes by. Don't know his real name. Same with Thundercat. Probably Thundercat's a band and a man. Right there, you yeah. Go. Mudcat. So Mudcat would occasionally come through Atlanta. Like he'd be going through Atlanta, and he would be playing. Uh, like normally, it's a big night, like Friday and Saturday nights at the uh, at the um, Dar- at Darwin's, uh-huh. which is very close to where I used to live. Um, but he would, and we decide they're still open, right? As a blues club, did we look at this? up? I think so. I think we looked it up. What uh, was the town that it's in? Marietta. Marietta. So just call it uh, call it Darwin's Blues Club. See if it's I, it was a house that was turned into a blues club, a small smallish house. They had a very small kitchen. They had just a few like two or three things you could eat, but they had all the whiskeys. You know, not super fancy whiskey, but everything you'd kind of want. They were heavy on whiskey drink, beer and whiskey. is pretty much what they had. Okay, are we looking up? Joe was looking up. I'm having technical difficulties. Oh, Hang really? on. Okay. Darwin's. Darwin's Blues Club, Marietta, Georgia, on Roswell Road, also called 120, near Loop 120. Darwin's Burgers and Blues. Still there? Hold on. The show's now closed. Because uh, if we were going to go to, um, like we talked about going to Ohio and doing shit there, and we go to Marietta and go to Johnny McCracken's, and if Darwin's were open, we'd go, there's no doubt... I would say we're going to Darwin's, Joe's. Well, we can drive by there. Anyway, so here's my story. So occasionally, Mr. Mudcat, and he's still around. They make most of their money. They go to England uh, because they're like an American Uh, American small blues band. They sell places all the time. Oh, I'm sure they do. American raw blues, you know, just that kind of thing. But he would have a... um, uh, guitar there, and he would like on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. Like I would call up occasionally. They like they had a terrible website, but I would call. And the woman used to be a commercial pilot who owned the place. And she was an older woman. And hey, this is Paul. Yeah, what's going on? Said anybody playing there? Because actually, I think Mudcat may stop by and just play a little while. And no one else is going to be here, but I'll be here. You know, doing some stuff and sprucing up the wall, whatever. Yeah, he's going to come by. I think and play. Great. It so it happened occasionally, and there would be me and two or three other people in there. Tuesday night, come in at seven or eight o'clock, and I left. I closed the place down too, but it would be like he'd be there by himself on typical, not a smoky bar because he couldn't smoke anymore, but right. a shitty fucking wooden chair with his acoustic beat up guitar that looked like um, that looked like uh, like Willie Nelson's guitar. Yeah, it was like a same, hole in it and same shit. kind of yeah. thing. And he'd have on a stool. He had a chair, and on a stool next to him would be a glass of whiskey of some kind, and that's it. He would sit there and play his older, an old classic blues tunes and some shit that he would play, 
and just he would play there for fucking hours. Is he the guy that also would play some real dirty shit at yes. the end of the night and be like, all right, if you're easily offended, you right. might want to leave because this next set is going to be bad. This is the best way to keep the people there late for the last set because mm-hmm. he would say, all right, we'll do one more set. But, you know, everybody, everybody was going to go home and goes, but you cannot, no complaints. This is X-rated, R-rated, X-rated lyrics. Old, old blues like the black woman you would talk about. Oh, would, God. Yeah. Um, oh, God. What is it? that? That first line of that song floored me, and it was recorded like 1928, and that yeah. lady said, I got uh, I got nipples on the end of my titties, big as a man's thumb, and I got something between my legs and make a dead man come. And I was like, oh, my God, 1928, and a woman wrote that and sang it. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Right. Dirty. And right. awesome at the same time. So that's anyway, kind of stuff. In, and I good. Think, I think a lot of this was he would turn them in. So he'd say, that's it. One more set. We're going to come back in 20 minutes and do one long set. But every single song is going to be X-rated or R-rated. So no complaints. Can't complain to the owner. Can't complain to me. We're not going to hear it. That's it. Right. So y'all leave now. And then, that, of course, nobody would leave. That's it. We got to stay for this X-rated set. Yeah. We got to hear this shit. So that kept everybody around. That was one of the, one of the best gigs. See, that would if the I saw to keep people around. If I saw something like that, I would put that up there with one of the better live performances ever. There you ever go. Seen. So now yeah, we're like talking just, about it. Yeah, that's what some of the best performances were at Darwin's to me because it was you were close. He could, he could have been right there. Yeah, a, I, I love that the a good show in an intimate setting. Oh yeah, is great. What's even better than that is a true performer who knows how to take a big show and make it feel intimate. Right. Which is I I found that with. A handful of bands over the years. Flogging Molly is really good about that. Like, I've seen them at multiple venues, but the m- most I've ever seen them was at uh, the Marquee Theater down in Tempe. Right. Which is not a small venue. Like, you can probably fit, I would say you can probably fit 2,500 to 2,800 people in there. There's no balcony. It's an old theater theater, like a movie movie house. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really big, and it was one of those that had the big screen, like a, like a humongous projector screen. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, they would play St. Patty's Day every year. And one year, their band, I think I've talked about this, I, at least to you, if not uh, also on the podcast, but uh, every, uh, or the, so that one year that I happened to, like I think it was one of the last years I was there to see them, it was St. Patrick's Day. First off, which is crazy to me, dollar Guinness draft and $2 shots of Jameson. <laughs> you would have been in heaven. Oh, God. And yeah, I would have died and already gone to hell or yeah, heaven. Yeah. Or it would have been... <laughs> Right, yep, Paul, yeah, Paul died. Yes, exactly. So, so yeah. uh, but they came out, uh, The Dave King is the lead singer. He came out, he goes, all right, folks, in his nice thick brogue, give us about 30 minutes. Uh, we need to prepare because we're going to, pre- we got a monster show for you prepared, but our two opening bands were on the same bus and the bus broke down in between here and like fucking, I don't know where they were. They were, there was yeah. like between there and like Albuquerque or some <laughs> shit. Like there's, there's, they were not. They yeah. were four hours away. There's no no way they're, they're going to be able to make it. And he goes, well, we're going to give you guys a show. You guys paid for a show. You're getting a show. And they played for like four hours. Holy shit. The last, and this is like 2005 maybe, 2000, mm-hmm. yeah, 2005. They only had three albums at that point. They didn't have even close to fucking that much. They didn't have three hours worth of fucking material. Well, they might have had right at three hours, but they played, they covered everybody because they were a bar band. Sure. That's where they got their name. They used to play this place in uh, South L.A., like uh, like Orange County or something called Molly Malone's. Okay. And they were the house band, but they were playing like four and five nights a week. And they had somebody come to them. One of his, they were like, what are you? And they were just the bands. You know, they were they didn't have a name. And it came up to Dave King and said, "What? like, what the fuck, man? Like, 
you're really flogging Molly like lately. Like maybe branch out and go to other places. He goes, they pay us eight hundred dollars a night. Then he said, flogging Molly is where is that's exactly they were flogging. They were playing it way too fucking much. Yeah. So that's where the name came from. Anyway, so cool. those guys pulled out all the stops and just remembered back to their bar band days where all they did was covers. And they they were, they were getting to the point where they were like running out of ideas and asking the crowd, hey. What do you guys want to hear? And they're just, we're like, oh, fuck, play some U2. We're like, all right, fuck your U2. All right, anybody else? All right, fucking what U2 song can we play? Yeah, that, <laughs> you, then that, and then that. All right, fucking, let, fuck it, let's do it. And then right. they would play a U2 song. So nice. that was like tremendous musicianship, showmanship, and the show must go on attitude where they, they could have just been like, fuck you, we're going to play our 90 minutes, that's all we're getting paid for. But they... Not gonna do that on St. Patty's Day, right? That was hands down. And it was gonna like, be a, it had to be a party. They can't just go. All right, that's our. See you later. See you later. Yeah, and everybody go home at eight fifteen. Right. That's so that that blew my mind. That was probably one of the best live shows I've ever seen in my entire. I didn't life. know that story about the like band name stories are kind of interesting too. Like, oh, I love that like, shit. I wonder how the Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters, got there. You you <laughs> you probably know. You probably you probably know how they got there. I don't know. This is not a quiz. I, can't I don't know. I know Dave Grohl talked about it, and I'm I sure can't remember because I know what Foo Fighters are. Those right. were like those are like little gremlin guys, right? Like in so World War they, II or some shit. Like how do they? Oh yeah. So how do they? I have no idea where it came. I think it, I think it's it. probably just alliteration, and it was one right. of those good things. Uh, they got to pick a name, guys. Steely Dan. Oh god, that's a big vibe like a dildo a, vibrator. A, definitely. Device. Yep. Steam powered, I think. It's, yeah, like Steve. thirty feet. Tall or something, if I recall. I don't think it was quite that big. That's just in my dreams, Joe. Oh, don't my, let me, let me dear, have my dreams. Dear. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, my. The Foo, foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah, where did Rush come from? Like, Is it because they can't keep time and they're always rushing? You know, there is actually, I, I'm sure it talks about, there's a documentary, I believe it's on uh, Netflix, a Rush documentary, and I can't remember. And you can't remember? I how should to, know this. How did Pink Floyd get their name? Uh, I thought it was... One of their professors' name was Floyd Pinkerton. Am I making that shit I up? I think you are correct on that. I think maybe, and someone just. I think they talk about that in the documentary. Uh, which one is pink? And they just turn around. I, I, I think. God, I yeah. hope I'm right. I hope so too, because now I'm going to go for your big three. So far, you let me down with Rush. What L- about let you down? What do you mean? What about the down? Who? Oh, you didn't. You don't know where Rush got their name from. And oh, you, and you're a supposed super fan. Yeah, the Who. I don't know where they got their name either. Like who's playing? I don't know if it was that simple. Like well, who? We'll call ourselves the Who. I think it is something like that. that. Basic. I, I, th- I think it's, so, it's just something that dumb. Like just so so easy. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. This goes over like a lead balloon. Someone said. Led yeah, Zeppelin. that was. Uh, oh, this will go over like a lead Zeppelin. Uh, from the Who what was the guy? The guy that fucking died. Oh, Entwistle. <laughs> no, of alcohol poisoning. Entwistle. Uh, no. In 1980, what was that? Keith Moon. Oh, Keith Moon. I think it was Keith Moon yeah. that said that before a Zeppelin show, but it was the, like the new Yardbirds. It was when it was when uh, Jimmy Page was finishing out dates that he had uh, contracted to play with the Yardbirds, and the Yardbirds had broken up, so he had to call it the new Yardbirds. Oh. And okay. backstage, it was like, yeah, you guys are gonna go over like a Led Zeppelin or like a Led Balloon or whatever, and that's like that's and that's that's where they came Wasn't, up with Led Zeppelin. Let's figure this out. Was Keith Moon the first rock and roll, the first live performer, rock and roll guy to do the kind of shit that he did, like pushing fucking drums over? And was he the first? Well, no, no, because there were there were dudes back in the fifties trashing hotel rooms and shit like that. They were do- like Elvis and his whole posse of Jerry. No, uh, I mean I'll tell Jerry Lee Lewis. I'm talking about when they're on stage because he would, he oh, would, if, you oh, know, oh. Keith Moon would eventually just start, and then near the end he would just 
kick his bass drum and um, it would like, go launching and I know that Hendrix was one of the first ones to fuck with guitars and really make a performance piece about it and and, and encouraged uh, the rest of the band to do so but was, also uh, was, um but Pete Townsend was destroying shit it was part of a performance art in the mid 60s I think but that it, like, was I think Moon may have started the Kicking shit. Well, was it, there's a good question, right? Was it Keith Moon or maybe Mo- Keith Moon wasn't kicking shit over? He was just falling over it because he was <laughs> fucked up. Or was it? Yeah, was it Pete Townsend or Keith Moon that started destroying their shit? During now the I know that some of that came from uh, Pete. Pete Townsend wrote about in his autobiography that I read a million years ago, but also on and on various music documentaries. Pete Townsend said that uh, the um, he got the idea to destroy his guitar from. Uh, what was it like destructive art, self-destructive art from the fifties that he had seen? Oh, okay. There was some sort of odd, like on avant-garde, which is kind of cool if you think about it. It's art that was created, and then you set it out in a gallery, and then you just basically either plug it in or you crank something, and it slowly just rips itself apart. Okay. It just destroys itself into pieces. So he saw that one, hmm. and, and right there's something yeah. to that. Plus, you know, you see like that a lot of it comes from rage and frustration, which sure. I'm sure. Some of it comes from an artistic background, but I'm sure it's more Pete Townsend being pissed off about something because he seems to be like a hothead. But yeah. I wonder. Yeah, might have to do some research on that. Because that was fairly early, obviously. But you also kind of wonder, too, like back in the uh, you know, 1700s or you know, classic music days, you know, did it when, when, uh, when uh, Mozart was conducting something, let's say, and he went up on stage or turned around to take a bow, did he ever like, just throw a violin? <laughs> Someone's... <laughs> Or something like throwing out drumsticks and shit something to the crowd, like throwing that. out guitar picks. Would he ever, would he ever Jesus, grab an instrument? His fucking powdered wig. <laughs> it's like, thank you, Vienna. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I would fucking die laughing. That would be a great drunk history. I mean, they say he was kind of, he was kind of like that. He was really a he was genius, and he yeah. was, yeah, he was also a weird. Vol- he was volatile. He was like, definitely on the spectrum somewhere see, too. Mozart used to beat the shit out of his pianos, though. I do know that. Like, I, like on stage, he would get frustrated to start a song over again if he fucked up, and he would just beat it with his fist. So did he ever just push it off the stage? <laughs> I, I, I would love to. Like, I just like <laughs> fucking. Did you? Yeah, you may have been at um, uh, Monterey Pop in '67, but did were you there in 1830 in Vienna <laughs> when Mozart lit his fucking harpsichord on, on fire? fire. <laughs> I couldn't even get through that sentence without cracking up. Somebody had to do that oh, God, back I then, hope right? Somebody, somebody did. had to do that, and is there a record of it? You know, Those some, guys. Somebody ever write a book or a diary? And go, God, we were at the so and so show, it's like Vienna, you know. eighteen thirty. It's yeah. on my tour. Beethoven, fucking or blouse. Yeah, any you know, Salieri, whatever. Any of these guys. <laughs> Debussy, did he ever just get mad at his? I hope he did. I know. do hope he did. Right. Oh God, damn it. The cannon. Did they ever? Did somebody ever take the cannon during uh, eighteen twelve overture and just aim and it. just turn it at a timpani? They were pissed off with the drummer, and she just boom. <laughs> you watch an entire fucking symphony orchestra just break up in real time, like the Eagles, like nineteen eighty or whatever, when they <laughs> fuck like I'm gonna fucking kill you, like Glenn, Glenn Fry going, I'm gonna beat your fucking ass, and like <laughs> Joe Walsh is like, I'm gonna fucking cut your dick off, like they're screaming at each other on stage. Cause, cause those while guys so- had huge egos back then. They're World class musicians. Those guys were all world class by themselves. Yeah, right. So they were going to have egos and fucking personalities. And Joe Walsh, I think, was the only one that was ever like had any sort of act of contrition or was like, "I was drinking, man. I don't even remember most of this shit. I have to watch it from home movies and whatnot." And I was a dick. Did I do that? Yeah. My God, I did that. Like he, like I saw a video clip of that concert. They were playing for some like they were trying to do a fundraiser for some Democratic. I don't know. I think it was this. 
somebody running for senate or governor or something like that of California, mm-hmm. and half the band didn't want to do it. Right. Right. They did. They just didn't, didn't want to do, do politics. They didn't want to do politics. Yeah. They're like, we don't want to do this. We I don't fucking believe. And they're like, no, fuck it. We're doing this. So they did it, and that would just create more tension. Then it got worse and worse and worse. And there's video of them just screaming at each other. And like in the Eagles documentary, it's uh, I think Glenn Fry is interviewed. He goes, oh, yeah, I'll tell you guys exactly what was being said. And to show the video next to you, like right there, that's me telling him I'm going to beat his fucking ass with my guitar after the show. And then Joe Walsh is screaming at me, I'm going to cut your fucking dick off with my guitar pick. Because Joe Walsh would play with a metal guitar pick. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, and then Don Henley told us both to shut the fuck up, and then we both turned at him, and we we're pointing at him. And I'm just like, and and, and and then he and Glenn Fry's like, and all the while we're trying to play peaceful, easy feeling. <laughs> I shit you not, that's the fucking song that they were playing. Like, can you imagine being angry and trying to play a song like that? It would just make me more mad. So speaking with Paul, you know, one way Jimmy Carter got popular was the Allman Brothers. He he was at some. He used to hire. I think he hired them one time to play a concert somewhere and they were okay with it. Almond Brothers how, were how is Jimmy Carter not more popular? I like I don't, I don't know. understand. Like yeah the Almond Brothers, his brother made beer. Because it was massive inflation and the whole thing near the end of the his term with the yeah. getting the hostages out didn't work. Uh, he did a, you weren't alive then, but it was a huge inflation going on. Interest rates were like approaching twenty percent for houses. Jesus Christ! Shit. We think it's people are bitching now about interest rates. A lot of these old fuckers are seeing these these uh these uh, financial shows are going uh-huh. <laughs> Really? You guys are mad really? about the interest rates now? You guys are mad about gas prices? Um, <laughs> are you kidding? You should literally take a number and try and only go with you if your license plate ends with every a, other. Like, was know, it fucking odd numbers odd on even. Wednesdays and Fridays or yeah, something like that? It was, like it was fucking crazy. Fuck you. Yeah, like I don't like high gas prices either, and it's definitely dipped into my travel plans because I would like to just dip out of town. But man, it's fucking expensive to do that, even in my little range. It is more expensive, but you have to look back on it too. We're like we're all. I mean, we're all seriously. We're fucking spoiled. I mean, really. Very much so. You know what I mean? I mean, we just really take a step back and look at what we're doing, what we have, what we're doing right now. You know what I mean? It does suck yeah. these higher prices. I get like, it. Uh, Louis like, C.K. The- years ago on the talk show, and, uh, Conan O'Brien goes, so what are you angry about this week? And he goes, everything, everything is so much better than it was when I was a kid, and everyone's fucking angry <laughs> because we're all so spoiled. I my friend was bitching about. He's like, "I'm mean, fuck Verizon. I don't fucking like Verizon. You fucking like, why do you hate Verizon? Because we fucking tried to make a phone call and it didn't work the first time. And they're like, will you fucking give it a second? It has to go up to fucking space and come back. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Remember when we used to have rotary phones? If you fucked up one number toward the tail end, you had to start all fucking over again. Right. And then you may just say, "Fuck it, I'm not calling Granny in Arizona because because there's a, it's, too many eights and it's, nines it's in it. Too many, yeah, it's too many fucking numbers, man. I fucked it up once. Fine, fuck it. I guess Granny's not getting a phone call this week. <laughs> he just goes on and on and I just love that he's like everything. Everything is so much better than it used to be, and everyone's fucking unhappy. Yeah. And it's all because there's a bunch of spoiled rotten brats, and I'm like. I, I guess I myself included because I tend to bitch about shit, but like, I I try not to suffer from that entitlement shit. Like when I go to the grocery store and they don't have what I want, it's like an empty it's, spot it's on the it's shelf. It's hard. It's hard and I'm to like, not God, have that. Damn it! Like, but like certain things enrage me. Like, what was that last fall? I volunteered to fall co- enrage uh, me. Uh, fall fucking enrage me because we don't get a fall here. It goes straight from hot to fucking snow. No, uh, no. Um, now I sound like Lewis Black. <laughs> I'm not that angry, folks. I swear. No, uh, last fall I was like uh, got invited to uh, a dinner at a friend's house to cook for a bunch of people. 
uh, in a really nice kitchen, a very capable kitchen, which I love a nice I'm, kitchen. Let me, let me set the table and again. I, so you got invited to come over there and use and, their kitchen and cook Well, or I had asked them, like, how come I never get invited to these dinners? Is it because I'm a boy and you guys are all girl nurses? Right. And I said it like that to be condescending for a fucking reason. And they're like, mm. oh, no, you know, yeah, you want to come over? I'm like, yeah, I love good food. In fact, I can cook better than all of you fucking people. So, yes, I would love to come over. I'll bring drinks. We'll do this, whatever. Which, which made you have to and cook now, all of a sudden. Which is fine, and yeah. I volunteered for it. So I wanted to make stuffed manicotti. I wanted to make my mom's manicotti that I grew up eating. Mm-hmm. And I could not find manicotti at any store in this goddamn town. Do they normally not carry it in this town? No, there I were, a, it was a blank. Shopping for, was like, just like there was a blank space on the shelf where the manicotti oh, should have been. Someone, that, someone bought it all. Some. Some at, Italian restaurant or somebody bought it all. Every fucking store. Nobody, nobody makes manicotti in Italian restaurants because it's you. You can't really make it to order unless you want to sit there and wait forty five minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> so someone so had someone bought it all. I out. have no idea where the fuck it was. So I had to make shells like a goddamn peon, like the big the big stuffed shells, which is fine, but it wasn't what I wanted to make. And even then, what did I do? I did I get angry? Did I yell and scream at the staff at Safeway or Smiths or the well, other you Safeway? Should have because they bashes. deserved it. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> their fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and and that was like uh, that was like the beginning of the supply chain problem. So like, I don't get washed over that sense of entitlement typically, uh, right? But I see people just getting fucking enraged. Like some lady at Safeway yesterday, no Sunday, some lady was just screaming and yelling at the the uh, customer service desk about how they don't have the water that she's been buying for quote unquote twenty years. Oh my god. And all I can think of was like Kingman tap water is not that bad. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you old bitch? Right. Like, she was just so, she was very <laughs> abusive, and she was just like not full on screaming, but speaking in a volume in which everyone in the store could hear her. Right. And she was being an asshole, and I was just standing there, just staring at her. And on my way out, she stared at me. She goes, "What's your problem?" I'm like my ears hurt from you, and I just kept I kept <laughs> walking. And then of course I forgot something, so I had to go back to Safeway. <laughs> oh, I went back to Safeway like an hour later. The customer service, uh, the lady at the customer service desk remembered me and was like, hey, here you go. And she gave me a 20% off coupon, just just got to scan it. Nice. Self-checkout, whatever. And she's like, thank you. Wow, they have those? I need to be nice. I need you, to yeah, you need to maybe, maybe be nice to out. more people, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Where's my water? Where's my goddamn water? I've been buying this water for 20 years. We've only been here for 10 years, man. Well, it, it, it makes me think this, though. Like, I wonder what happened. Like, for example, did they just sell out of it or they don't carry it anymore? What the fuck's the deal I'm sure with they water? just sold out of it. And it was fucking bottled water. Oh, my God. It was gallon jugs of bottled water. And I'm like, you're such oh an asshole. Get a fucking Brita. God. Dude, just something. There's other water here. There's so much other water. Right. Um. Anyway. Yeah, and I get it, man. You're upset. Like, but, like. Getting mad about it's not going to do anything. It, literally nothing. It's all it's going to. It's uh, oh god, I can't remember who said it. It was one of the greatest quotes ever. It's like uh, getting mad about something that you have no control over is like eating poison and expecting someone else to die. Right. That's and perfect. I'm, like that's so fucking brilliant. Like it just it just and it it's hard for it's a while. Hard. This is kind of weird. And I wasn't that upset about. It. I thought I got to get her a different. I got to figure this shit out. You know, it was a, there for a while. This glass bottled milk. That I buy, it was never available. Your bougie milk, yeah. And they had other flavored milks. You could buy chocolate or strawberry or I don't know, low fat or something. But they didn't have the normal whole milk that we make in our making our uh, lattes here, Joe, before the show. Sometimes so ridiculous. Can't make the I can't make the lattes for the show today. There it is. Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, now so, he's super entitled. Right there it is. So, <laughs> so I'm going. I don't. I don't get it. And then I at some point and and then. 
for the first time in my entire life, oh, did you find everything you need? I actually said, actually not. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. And then this woman said, they bring that in every Friday afternoon or whatever it is. That's when that comes in. So oh, mean, that's cool. You want to come in? So okay, cool. So I, it kind of did seem to help a little bit, but it seemed like it was still a lot out. So somebody in the town, that's the only place you can buy that milk in this town right. is, is that is Bashes. Somebody was buying this shit up. They had to be because everything else was available, but that one, you know, was they were just loading up on that for whatever reason. But now it's back to the the cycle has has even you know the world has the, evened out. The circle has come. I noticed you all did the not way say what brand so that you our listeners don't go and buy it. Well, it's the one that's sorry. I, I can I'm not going to say it. Doesn't matter. Okay. And it's a more expensive too, and there's a deposit on the bottle, the glass. Yeah. You got to bring them back in. It's a dairy, right? It's a working dairy down in, in Arizona. Yeah, in Arizona, yeah. I've actually been by the dairy. It's very close to where Sean lives. Like, I wonder if you can. Is it one of those things? It'd be really awesome if you could go in there and buy shit. Like you a, can. They like, have a store. They have cheese. They have butter. They have. They have like ice cream. cream. They have ice cream. They have an ice what? cream place you can eat at. Yeah, I just haven't gone there yet. How come we're not down there? Doing I don't know, that? man. Because you don't do anything on the weekends but complain. Is there a blues club nearby? It. <laughs> so like, like as you go there, get an ice cream and some milk, and then listen to live blues because that would be awesome. What in the fuck? <laughs> what in the southern fried fuck? <laughs> is there? A, is is it? Like, that would be perfect. If you walk into the blues club, be like, "Excuse me, sir, can you deep fry my milk, please?" I'm from the south, right. and they're like, and "The guy's like, that. where are you from?" He's like, "Cobb County." He's like, mm, "You're racist." Like in my perfect life, if they then had a like a freestanding building that sold rhubarb pie, and then there was jambalaya, and this milk with blues music. I'm just kind of figuring this that is out. So bad, like on so many fucking levels. That'd be terrible. This, Altogether, I, it sounds bad. It really does. I, my stomach I like all hurts. those things though. Do they? And they have lactate. They just everything comes with lactate, right? And Pepto, in a vending machine that's free. You don't you? You just have to turn the knob and yeah. it comes out. Yeah, it's just free with two drink minimum. <laughs> uh, there is a place I discovered in Vegas that uh, we uh, will definitely be going to. Okay, very soon. Which is Lolo's Chicken and Waffles. Really, I've heard of Lolo's. This is their second location. Their first location is way, way over on the east side, which is like you might as well drive to LA and go to Roscoe's. So it's you're saying so fucking these are the away. first two places of Lolo's, and they're in Vegas. Yes, well, the original one is in like uh, North. Is it North Vegas? Something. It's so on the far side. They don't have of them in Oregon or no, California. No, this is it. This is it. And then there's one okay. on Flamingo. Drove right past it last night. I'm like, oh shit. And then I, the uh, woman I was with, uh, uh, Tiff, she's like, oh that place, that place is incredible. I'm like, is it? You've been there? She goes, I've been to both locations multiple times, and they're fucking incredible. And I'm like, all huh. right. I love love me some chicken and waffles, uh, and then find a goddamn blues club so you can get your fix. Maybe there's even a dairy we can find you some, <laughs> you fucking man if baby. They, if they had rhubarb pie that was hot out of the oven with this this uh, Danzison, oops, of oh of milk, shit, uh, with ice cream on it, that'd be awesome with blues yeah. music live. I could listen to blues music live and just have rhubarb pie. We don't even have to have whiskey. If you just have a plate or a bowl. Yeah, I mean whiskey's gonna upset your your belly anyway, so might as well just drink whole milk. <laughs> Exactly, you fucking man, baby. Um, so people this, get upset when I say I don't drink. I don't drink cow's milk because I'm not a baby, and I'm like, I just don't drink milk. I drink almond milk or coconut milk. Like I just don't. Right. It's not. It's not great for you. I know you it, love it. I know it's not. Uh, well, I like it for a latte. You, you don't like, indulge do. a lot though when it comes to shit like that. Like you're and that. Uh, so like that's. Uh, let me see. No, not not right. It's been a while since I've actually just had milk. A little while. Normally it's in there. Well, it's in the winter time. I'll have it in there for the. Again, the steamed milk mm-hmm. shit, whatever. So there's that. Latte. 
Yeah. Thanks um, a latte. So this is a, uh, I got to go up there and get some new work shoes. So I, we got to make a trip up there for that and the chicken and waffles and some kind of a live music venue. And then again, not a crowded place. It can be, it can be during the week, you know? Yeah. That'd be even more, more better. That would be even possibly be better. be more better. To go in there and if it was like a smaller venue and not that crowded. I wonder if there, uh, there's got to be a, like an actual blues bar in, uh, in Las Vegas. Well, there was the, what's the big place that's. The House of Blues, right? That's too. It's too <laughs> big. No, it's no. Yeah, I don't want that anyway. Although I would like to go back. I haven't been in years, but they have a gospel brunch that they do really? on Sunday mornings. Yeah, they do like two. They'll do like a service at this one. Yeah. Okay. It's a so House like, of Blues. It's like all of them. Like, did they all do? that? I think yeah. so. Maybe I'm not sure. Okay. I've only been to that one. The, the one here, um, but they'll do it. And it's like it's like forty five, fifty bucks. You get like you know, watch. People's like full on big ass gospel choir and this and that and the other and it's it's a Sounds it's a lot, lot of fun. Of fuck, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, like my father said if he were, we were going to go to church, he's 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 seen enough video. He goes, I'd go to a, a, like a tr- southern a traditional southern, southern Baptist, Baptist church. You know, hell, hallelujah, hands up. Very much the most right. fun you'll ever have at a church. People talking back to the preacher, unless you're gay and Catholic. That's true. You know, yell not yelling at the preacher, but you know, engaging the preacher. Yes, when he's, engaging. Yeah, that yes. kind of thing. Because that's where I'd go. Speaking your truth. <clears throat> exactly. Oh man. That's yeah, we it. need to get Paul out more so we can get more cultured. So he can. I want to go. I want to take you to see Thundercat and watch you just like fucking piss yourself. I need to. Uh, I don't need. Well, I need to re-engage with culture. I've just been disengaged. Yes. So that's what re-engage. It was. Right. Engage. Are we done? We're not gonna take a break. Yeah, back, I think that's we? it. We're, We're done? done. We're done for the day. Well, good. All right, folks, enjoy your week. Sorry about last week. Sorry about last week. That was my fault. All two of you. All right. Bye. Bye. I feel good.